0: Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The great land. And today, the gospel is from Luke chapter thirteen, and it's a very short passage in which Christ more for Jerusalem. It's written in the gospel that our Lord said, "Nevertheless, today,
1: tomorrow, the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem." O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, builds the
0: your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you are not willing. And what amazes me about this passage is you see the power, free will, the Almighty, the Almighty, out his great love, free will. in the passage, I wanted to gather you. I wanted
1: to gather you. I wish I could. I wanted, but you were not. You were not willing. You know. Right now, I'm in the process
0: of reading. A book called the strong, strong-willed, the strong-willed child client. One who does not have a of a 13, doesn't go to a 13. It's a child who doesn't like to do. It's a child that does what they want. You guys know of a child's child of um, a The idea that is that actually it's a child, child. And sometimes the commandments of God or the authority of the church—we like to be directed in spiritual church. All of us are guilty of being strong-willed children, and even this term "strong-willed child," I think, is in the, in the, in the Bible. It's a biblical concept. In the Old Testament, it wasn't called. People. It's the same idea, the same idea people stiff neck. They don't want to change. They don't want to take direction. But why they that because no
1: matter what God did, the people would not turn away and change their ways? And that's why our Lord said, O oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophet and stones those who are sent.
0: as he was being martyred, he said, Was there a prophet of your ancestors you did that you did not persecute? They predicted the coming of this one,
1: and now you have betrayed and murdered him. So I want to take a look at some of the prophets and see why we don't listen. Why are we so strong-willed? Why are we so defiant? And the interesting thing is that God
0: to speak to people to warn the people, and to plead with people, and to make the job, if that was a job them that was job. told them that every time your message will not be received, and actually the people will not listen to you, and yet the prophets, that they would go out, knowing full out their word they would would not be received. Fall on ears. Well, so look at what the Lord says to you. And count how many times it says rebellious people.
1: And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious people, they will know that the prophet has been among them. Do not be afraid
0: of what they say, though they are. You will speak my words to them whether they listen or listen, for they are rebellious. you, son of man, listen to what I say. You do not rebel, That that rebellious people open your mouth and speak. And from the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, we read a passage in which Isaiah is describing the people. And hear this? It says, are saying, don't talk to us about what is right. Don't talk to us about what is right. We don't want to hear that stuff. Tell us what we want to hear. Let us keep our illusions. Get out of blocking our path. Let us hear about
1: God's That's like chapter 30. One of the things that has done us to be careful is be careful that we aren't like those people that we believe illusions. Believing.
0: Many people are doing wonderful things. It's like the people here they're living in their own world away from an <laughs> illusion. The other is just why many people like this met someone. People of different religions meet each other, and they were telling me our kids are asking us, so "Which one's right?" So then I told them, "Just be good." This is part of being Aurelius people. Don't live in these illusions. Another thing that I is, something
1: we discussed at the servants meeting this past uh, week with Mbongelos, he was talking about how there's so much strife between members of the church. How can there be so much strife between members of the church? Because we're one body, but people people, they have illusions. They have illusions. That's what, And then, so they say, oh, we're okay with these people, we just don't have to talk to them. And what Emba Angelus said, he said something very nice, he said, in the Bible it doesn't say, do not hate your neighbor. Do not hate your neighbor. Many of us were living with the illusion of, do not, I don't hate my neighbor, I'm okay, I'll be good, i would be clean. But actually you're lacking love. Actually, you're living in an illusion. You're lacking love. Why can't you deal with others very nicely? Why can't you forgive others? Why can't you deal with others in a Christian way? That's a big illusion. The second reason sometimes we might not listen to God is sometimes I think we are preoccupied with what versus who. We are preoccupi- preoccupied about the what and not about the who. Who? For example, when you fast, are you preoccup- preoccupied? That's such a tough one. Preoccupied with the what, or are you preoccupied by the who? Are you preoccupied by the food and the uh, not eating and all this stuff, or are you preoccupied by the the who, the person, Jesus Christ? We're fasting for our love for Jesus Christ. Or with our prayer. Are you preoccupied with the length of prayer? Oh, this prayer is going to be so long. That's preoccupied with what? You should be preoccupied with who? If you're preoccupied with who, then I think we will listen. We will obey God. We won't be a rebellious people. We have to experience the love of God. And once we experience the love of God, then we will... Ah, Different area, different place. Because inside the love of God is to be inside the bosom. To be inside the bosom of the hen says He takes the brood under His wings. Inside the bosom there's warmth, there's protection, there's love. That's why one of the best things I love to take a baby, put them in the bosom. They feel the warmth. They feel the kindness. They feel the love of God. Outside of the bosom, the world is cold. The world is dangerous. The world is cruel. So that's why we should obey Him. Obey Him because He He's opening up His wings. He wants to take you under His wings. And in His wings, there's protection and there's nurturing. And there's real nutrition. Healthy food. Nutrition for your growth. The second way to to be obedient, and I think this is true, actually I was reading it in the book, The Strong-Willed Child, is to learn it from your youth. To learn it from your youth. That's why it's very important. Parents, you teach your kids obedience to God. You teach your kids to fast. You teach your kids prayer. You teach your kids... Very important to learn from a very early age. That's what James Dobson says... And that's actually what the, the Pauline epistle said today. In the Pauline Epistle it talks about people who live differently, who are rebellious people, it says, But know this in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, a form of godliness, but denying its power, from such people turn away. And then later in the epistle, it says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them and that from when? When did you learn these things? When? Do you see? From your childhood. It's written from your childhood. Can you find it? From your childhood. Oh, 15. That from your childhood, you have, you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. The third thing to be obedient and to, or to do the will of God, I think is to do service to be involved in service of God. I'll tell you why. Ezekiel the prophet, someone called God to do a service. And this is what the Lord said to him. He said, Mortal men, go to the people of Israel and say to them whatever I tell you to say. I'm not sending you to a nation that speaks a difficult foreign language, but to the Israelites. But none of the people of Israel will be willing to listen. Why? Because they're rebellious. They're stiff. They're strong-willed. They will not They will not even listen to me. All of them are stubborn and defiant. But now hear this. This is the, the beautiful part. This is what God tells to Ezekiel. He says, Now I will make you, Ezekiel, I will make you as stubborn and as tough as they are. I will make you as firm as a rock, as hard as a diamond, so don't be afraid of those rebels. So imagine now if Ezekiel isn't involved in the service or involved in not doing or doing the will of God, God would not make him hard. Like, uh, would not keep him under the shadow. He would have been just another one of the rebellious people. But if, because he was rooted in the service, God strengthened him. God gave him strength to obey the commandments of God. So I wish all of us, we take part in the service. The service will strengthen you will give you strength. And God will harden you. And even if the people are not willing to listen, He will give you strength to keep going, to keep serving, to keep preaching, to keep doing the will of God. I pray this time we we go under the shadow of His wings and not be a stiff-necked and rebellious people. And glory be to God forever. Amen.